Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode on Tang Talks. Today, I will be discussing literature and books and how there are differences between characters written by men and women, as well as double standards throughout the community in the fictional universes. And anyways, I have been a huge reader ever since the beginning of quarantine, where I recently rediscovered my love of reading, and I have read many books since then. And while reading, I have come across a pattern especially in young adult fantasy books, where the love interests written by men and women are very different. Or not even just the love interests, like just how the characters are described are very different. For example, in the book, in the Never Night series by Jay Kristoff, the plot centers around an assassin named Mia who goes to this assassin school, and she is described as very plain. And at that school... She has to take a class in seduction because, like, as a female assassin, that's what the author wrote her to do. And then there's this whole monologue where her instructor is telling her that, oh, she's so lucky to be ugly. And actually, with Cindy on YouTube, I actually made an entire video on this book. And I think it has some important themes in that video. For example, there's a section about femme fatale characters which are basically female characters that are described as seductive and charming and basically cater towards men in their ideal female character, which most YA female char- protagonists are, especially those written by men. And when you take a look at the female protagonists written by women, such as June Aparis from Legend, written by Marie Lu, or Inej Gaffa from Six of Crows, written by Lee Bardugo, um, those characters are not femme fatale characters, they're like, Inej is like, quiet and uh, really brooding, and, but I'm, I guess you could argue that Nina Zenik from Six of Crows is a femme fatale character, however, in my opinion, it was handled better in this book than, say, the Nevernight series, because in Six of Crows, Nina is confident and unapologetic, and she would not change her ways for the male gaze, but in Nevernight, when Mia becomes sort of like this femme fatale character, the whole point of her becoming one is so she can distract men to become a better assassin, which I find kind of odd. And in these books, there is also strange male behavior even within these fictional stories. For example, there are so many books with age gaps of like hundreds of years where the love interest, usually male, will almost manipulate the girl into being with him despite the fact that she's only like 17 years old while the man is like 500. And this trope is commonly used throughout YA and new adult fantasy and we see it in Twilight, Shadow and Bone, and A Court of Thorns and Roses. But however the only time it is actually acknowledged as manipulative behavior is in Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. And we also kind of see this possessive and manipulative behavior in the A Court of Thorns and Rose series by Sarah J. Mass, as I previously said. So in this series, two of the main characters, Rhysand and Tamlin, are both pretty horrible people, not giving the main character, Feyre, any room for herself or any freedoms. And in, the, in fact, in the first book, Rhysand acted awfully towards her, and in the second book, the author did a full 180 on both of the characters, and Rhysand became a f- feminist, which is, like, sarcasm. And, like, 
Tamlin became way too overbearing on Feyre, and it just rubbed me the wrong way that Sarah J. Mass had to ruin a perfectly fine character to make Feyre fall in love with her assaulter instead, and it sends the wrong message to so many young readers, especially since these books have such a large fan base. And a similar situation that I can think of is in the Gossip Girl TV show, like the old one, where everybody loves Chuck Bass and hates Jenny Humphrey, even though Chuck was the one at fault in the whole situation with him and Blair, even though Jenny did get on my nerves, like, during the show, in that particular situation, everybody blamed her for ruining everything while Chuck got off scot-free, even though he was the initiator in the situation. And these examples just show that there are double standards for male and female characters, even within these fictional universes. For example, still going off of the Thorns and Roses series, there are so many people who have read the books who absolutely love Rhysand but hate Nesta. And Rhysand was written as, like, a pro-choice feminist king who constantly reiterated that he wanted to give Feyre a choice on every other page to try and make up for his awful actions in the first book. But in the fourth book in the series, he wouldn't allow anybody to even touch her or not even her own family. And he also neglected to tell her that she was going to die because of a situation in the book. And Sarah G. Mass wrote the book in a way to make the reader sympathize with Rhysand because of his PTSD, but villainized other characters for their PTSD, such as Nesta. And throughout the book, um, everyone, all the characters in the book hated Nesta because of her attitude and how she was so withdrawn from everyone, but they let Rhysand get away with withholding important medical information from Feyre that would kill her. And I was just wondering how that was fair, and it didn't make me a little annoyed that all the characters in the book found that action to be okay, while they really came down on Nesta for being withdrawn from everyone else. And when Nesta finally spilled the beans to Feyre that she was going to die, the author immediately wrote a scene after that where Nesta regrets doing that and how she was like, I I went too far, I shouldn't have done that. And like, it, she kept on reiterating how Nesta was a horrible person. But in my opinion, that was the right thing to do and she should not even have been villainized for giving Feyre her choice about what to do with the situation something that Rhysand claimed to do so often you would think he would win a million dollars every time he said it. But there are so many more examples like this throughout YA fantasy or any type of literature, like how many people adore the Darkling from Shadow and Bone but hate Amarantha from the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Because they're both awful and manipulative predators, yet many people still admire the Darkling because he is described as being handsome and like wanted, but I have not met a single person who actually likes Amarantha or feels the same way towards her in this so yeah. This was kind of an kind of a different episode today, but I feel like these issues are relevant, especially when I see people worship the Darkwing or Resan who are literally possessive predators. But anyways, thank you so much for listening and make sure to catch up on past episodes right here on Spotify.